What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. It's Tuesday, September 6th, and this is Locked On Falcons, episode 11. You are Locked On Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey everyone, welcome back to another Locked On Falcons, your daily Monday through Friday Atlanta Falcons podcast. My name's Knox Bardeen, I'm your host here, and guess what everyone, it's actually regular season football it's game week tampa bay's coming to town sunday for week one action here in the georgia dome and i tell you what i am excited to be through the off-season lull and it's it's an up and down lull but it's a little bit of a lull i'm excited to be through that i'm really excited to be through preseason and training camp man that's a grind <laughs> and here i am complaining that it's a grind imagine what the players are going through but we have real football Hopefully all your fantasy teams are assembled. You have a few more days to do so before Thursday night football kicks off. But the Falcons are hosting the Bucks on Sunday. And all this week, I'm going to be helping you guys lead up to that game, telling you what happens at practice. And the Falcons had a, an interesting session on Monday. Typically, Mondays are set up for, you know, if the team wins, they, they take the day off. All they do is, is Coach Dan Quinn does his press conference. Well, yesterday, they went through about an hour-long walkthrough. Coach Quinn did his press conference. I'll let you hear a little bit of that. And, and then they opened up the locker room, which is t- which typically doesn't happen either un- unless the team loses. So we got a little bit of an extra look on Monday. So I have some good tidbits for you. And a side note there, the Falcons, in case you're interested, over the offseason, rearranged their locker room. It, it's a lot more open now. There's some chairs in the middle. There's And it's not just done. The linebackers here together. The running backs here together. Offense and defense on one side of the room. They're, they're mixed. It goes an offensive player, defense, offense, defense, all around the room, for the most part at least. And, and you've got guys sitting next to one another to foster kind of a team unity that wouldn't have happened had you had those groups together. The other big thing that came out of that locker room session yesterday was the fact that Falcons logo on the floor, they kind of have a new rule about that. Do not step on the Falcons logo or you're going to get in trouble. I did an impromptu count that actually got stepped on four times by members of the media. See, we're still trying to figure this out too. Nothing bad happened. They're going to kind of use that as a training day, but I'm not going to tell you who it was. It was not me. I'm not going to tell you who it was. But there's a big Falcons logo on on the floor there in the locker room, and do not step on that. That is the that's the big rule right there. So as we get into this Locked On Falcons podcast today, I kind of want to go over the 53 man roster that was assembled over the weekend and has had pieces moved around on Saturday, on Sunday, even as a final piece was put together just an hour and a half or so ago here on Tuesday with the practice squad. Let's take a look at some of the things that kind of stood out to me. I had been saying all along this team was going to keep six wide receivers. They absolutely did. Their their first group of six was, you know, Julio, Muhammad Snu, Justin Hardy, Aldrick Robinson. No surprise there. Then Nick Williams, Eric Weems. Kind of interesting that they let J.D. McKissick go. Kind of interesting that, you know, Nick Williams was still there. But that's what they did. They, they let McKissick go. 
they eventually brought him back to the practice squad. And then in another turn of events over the weekend, Taylor Gabriel was put out on waivers by Cleveland. The Falcons swiped him up and then had to cut Nick Williams. So Taylor Gabriel's in, and I'm going to let you listen to a Taylor Gabriel interview, a little bit of it that I talked to him on Monday. So that 53-man roster that was set over the weekend has already changed a little bit with Nick Williams out. And then, like I said, something happened earlier today on Tuesday. They, the Falcons brought Nick Williams back to the practice squad after he cleared waivers. So, like I said, lots of moving pieces. The team kept four tight ends, which I was a little shocked about. I thought three, but they, they kept a fourth in, in Joshua Perkins. And actually, Levine Toilolo stayed with the team. T. Lavea was actually let go. He was brought back to the practice squad, and you kind of had to ask, and I asked the question to myself, why T. Lavea to the practice squad? Why not Josh Perkins? Well, Dan Quids had kind of moved around a little bit. He said, that, you know, they, they really had to make sure Joshua Perkins made this team. And, and what he meant by that was, A, they, they like what he can do. They were afraid to submit him to the process of 31 other teams having a shot to grab him. So they stashed him on their 53 put Tia Levea um, out there, then brought him back to the practice squad. So they have four tight ends on the 53-man. They have another tight end on the practice squad. And that's kind of how things like that work up at the running backs. Teron Ward had a pretty darn good game, the fourth preseason game, and, and earned his way onto this team. Brandon Wilds was let go, and, and that's just the way things work. So the 53-man roster is set. It has been tweaked already, but I don't think it's going to get touched again. So this is the 53-man roster as the Falcons under the regular season and are getting ready to host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, like I said, we got to talk to Dan Quinn yesterday on Monday, and the biggest thing about that is I, I keep telling you guys that most teams don't game plan, definitely not for the first two games, and just a very little bit for, for games three, none for game four in the preseason for two reasons. A, they're still trying to figure their own team out. B, they don't want to put anything on film for the rest of the NFL to get a hold of. So they finally, now that they're getting ready to play Tampa Bay for real, they're going to utilize a game plan. We're going to get to see a lot of the tricks that we haven't seen yet. We're going to get to see a lot of the changes made from last year. And they're really happy that they're able to do that. You're going to see the full power of this new defense, at least without Keanu Neal. They're still waiting for him to get back for a couple weeks. But you're going to see the full power of this Kyle Shanahan tweaked offense as well, too. And Dan Quinn got into a little bit of that yesterday with us. For the opener it has, you do that some as you go through the offseason. It was really important for us to get to know our new players and feature them in the very best way. That's Mo and that's Alex and the same with the guys defensively. To learn those guys just as very best that we can so we can feature them in the very best way. But yeah, the game plan wise for us this week, it'll be different offensively just knowing that they're, you know, have some new schemes that they'll incorporate defensively. But offensively, yeah, that's been going on for a while. He also talked about how it's exciting, Dan Quinn did, that they're starting the season week one in the division. If you want to have a playoff run, if you want to make it into the playoffs, you had better do good in your division, the NFC South. And, and week one, right out of the gate, they have Tampa Bay coming to town. And Tampa Bay didn't go so well against them last year. So this is going to be um, a good way to see how much growth, how far, how much further ahead the Falcons are and even the Bucks are. So Dan Quinn and this Falcons team seems to be really excited to start in 
the NFC South and against a good team, an up-and-coming team just like the Falcons in, in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And if you want to get some Buccaneer slant, um, head over to Locked On Bucks, uh, which is uh, another podcast here in the Locked On family. Greg Allman does a good job with that, so go give him a listen, especially this week. I'm also going to see if I can get him on this show at some point in time this week. Also, give Vinny Iyer, Locked On Fantasy Football, a listen, who I had my fantasy football draft last night. Definitely use some of the stuff he put out there. Both those are fantastic podcasts to listen to in the Locked On family, so give those guys a listen. All right, let's get to some of the um, bigger questions, the nuts and bolts of what happened Monday, what we learned. There were two players that did not go through the walkthrough on Monday. Wide receiver Julio Jones and running back Teron Ward. Now, there's no injury updates until Wednesday, but Dan Quinn gave us that information anyway. He also told us that he expects both those guys to be available Wednesday when they get to that first real practice of the week. So that is pretty good news, and it's pretty amazing. Outside of Keanu Neal, who is hurt and will miss at least a game or two, and Jalen Collins, who is suspended from this team for four games, that means his... Falcons team is pretty darn healthy going into week one. Kamal Ishmael is going to be ready to go. Dwight Freeney with that back thing. He said he feels great. We got to talk to him a little bit yesterday. So a lot of these guys with some nagging injuries, Adrian Claiborne, who didn't play the last couple games of the preseason, he's going to be ready. When you can get to week one of the regular season and only have two guys listed on your injury report, and like I said, it's not a real injury report, come Wednesday, there might not be anyone. And I I guess they probably will be listed as questionable. But when you think that everyone except for maybe one guy on your team is going to play, that's pretty phenomenal. Good news there on the injury front for the Atlanta Falcons. Another piece of good news that we got I don't know if it's good news. It's it's definitely news that we are happy to have. Dan Quinn answered a few questions about the starters. One of the biggest battles of the offseason was at right guard. We know who's going to start there. It's Chris Chester. Another one was with these rookies that came into camp at linebacker. Who was going to play there? Now, I'll give you this right now. The rookies are going to start at linebacker for the Falcons. That's big news. But Dan Quinn said, don't don't go counting out the veterans at linebacker. Who they're going to play. He will be. Yep, okay. Chris Chester will be at right guard. All our linebackers will play, and we'll have certain packages uh, that each of them do. But uh, it's a very deep group, uh, one that we're looking forward to, you know, kind of finding the best things that they do. Some will be a bigger factor on first and second down. Some will be a bigger factor on third down. All of them will have a big role on special teams. I expect, and this is especially important because the Falcons play so much nickel package. When they get into that nickel package and only have two linebackers, you're going to see some mixing and matching out there. You're not always going to see those two rookies. Just like he did during the preseason, Dan Quinn is going to mix and match until he finds the perfect scenario. That might not be known for a couple weeks. Expect to see a lot of the rookies, and then when they go to their base, their 4-3, we'll see who they add out there. But just know those rookies had a pretty good preseason, pretty good training camp, and to be already be out there starting, it's all about that team speed, getting fast. Dan Quinn says it all the time, fast and physical. They have t-shirts. That speed that they brought in in this rookie class absolutely showed And you're going to see it week one against Tampa Bay. Speaking of fast, when the Falcons added Taylor Gabriel, that wide receiver, to this roster, the 53-man roster, Dan Quinn told us the first thing that popped out at him was just how fast Taylor Gabriel was. The Falcons are going to have another guy here who can help stretch defenses. They're going to have another guy 
who's a good route runner. And, oh, yeah, he used to play for Kyle Shanahan, so that's another thing. The biggest question, though, is since you know Nick Williams was moved off to 53, you know, eventually moved back to the practice squad, is there anything else that Taylor Gabriel can do? Can he do special teams? Can he do anything? And he talked a little bit about that Dan Quinn did during his press conference. Yeah, that's what we have to find out more about him. But uh, we, we plan on that. We do. And see a punt return, kick return. And so we have to go through that process with him, you know, over the next couple of weeks. Okay, what other roles can you do here for the team? We know he has a return background, and that'll be an important part for Keith uh, this week to get going on that as well. So that's kind of the some of the interesting things we got from Dan Quinn. He's excited. He's always excited. He has, like, I joke all the time that he has a lifetime supply of happy pills or a lifetime supply of just hyped up pills. He is always just a fun guy to be around. Never, at least never shown to us um, any kind of a bad mood. I, you know, we obviously can see him frustrated because of what's happening on the field sometimes, but he, when he gets around us, he's a happy guy. When you see him out on the practice field, he is hands on and, and very, just a hype machine. So, so it's always fun to talk to him. We also got to talk to Taylor Gabriel, the new Falcons wide receiver, yesterday in the locker room. Now, he was brought in for speed. He was brought in for route running. What they're basically going to do with him, and he was also brought in because he knows Kyle Shanahan's offense, but they are going to use him to take the top off defenses. Expect to see him when he's on the field and expect to see Aldrick Robinson as two of the guys on this team that just go vertical and go vertical fast. And what that's going to do is it's going to allow Julio Jones to, to play around at all levels of depth in this offense. He can go vertical too, but he could, you know, the Falcons love to hit him out there with that wide receiver screen and let him turn yardage that way too. Julio will be at every depth of this offense running routes, and he can run every route from every position. And that's just phenomenal when you talk about where a receiver starts from, what he can do from that position. If you can run every single route on the route tree from every, from X, from Y, from Z, from wherever, you're valuable. And you're going to see him do that. Muhammad Sanu is going to take a lot of, you know, in the, in the middle route range and then hopefully get some yards after catch. That's why he's going to be so valuable in this Kyle Shanahan West Coast offense. And Justin Hardy, perfect slot guy who also uh, can step outside on the numbers too. So there's a lot of versatility in this wide receiver core. And there is a lot of speed now. And when you get two guys out there that can go vertical and in a hurry, it opens some things up for these guys underneath. And you're going to see that. And that's what Kyle Shanahan wants. Taylor Gabriel talked about that a little bit. But the biggest thing he talked about was, you know, when he first got that call from the Falcons, when he first found out that he had been picked up, how just happy he was for a number of reasons. A, it's the Falcons, and it's that really that offensive potential there, but it's being reunited with Kyle Shanahan. They talked about it. Explosive, man. Kyle's offense, obviously I was in in my rookie year, uh, had a good year that year in my rookie year, and I'm just excited, man, and ready to be a part of it. This is a seemingly perfect situation for him. He had his best season as a rookie when he was with Cleveland, when he was with Kyle Shanahan. When, when you have a season like that and then you fall off the next year, when you get a chance to get reunited with your old coach, the guy who you think helped you get to those numbers, you're very happy. Gabriel automatically thinks, hey, this is the perfect situation for him. And he talked about that as well. Just the speed, man, to threaten people vertical and come out of my breaks and come out of my routes. The deeper, the deeper routes, uh, the precision of the routes, that's, that's my game. And I feel like I'm in a perfect spot. 
biggest question now with, with Taylor Gabriel is how are you doing with the playbook? How close are you to being ready to help this Falcons team out? Can you get out there for week one? Dan Quinn wouldn't answer the question. He didn't want to put any limits until he kind of saw how he was doing through practices. Remember, they've only had a walkthrough so far. They haven't had a real practice yet. We will see when we get to see a little bit of practice on Wednesday how much Taylor Gabriel is doing out there, how close he is. Is it real close? He seems to think that he's pretty close, and he said that the playbook was identical. The vernacular was identical to his days in Cleveland. What that means is he's not going to have to learn a new language. He's not going to have to come in here and say, okay, what does play number 17? And every and, and I'm using a fake number here, but every team has a play number 17. When Cleveland play number 17 is this vernacular. Well, now that we're in Atlanta, it's going to be completely different. Well, he doesn't have to worry about that. He doesn't have to worry about a new play 17 language because it's exactly the same as he's used to. So chalk that away. He'll, he'll get on the field much quicker because he doesn't have to learn a new language. Then all he has to do is get familiar with Matt Ryan. He has to get familiar with his team, and we'll see if he can do it in one week. Nobody is quite sure yet. Taylor Gabriel said that it was a coach's decision. He feels he's, he's pretty darn close already. The other thing that was rather interesting to talk to him about, and we heard Dan Quinn earlier talk about the biggest thing that jumped out at, at Coach Quinn was Taylor Gabriel's speed. Just how fast is he? And when we got a chance to talk to him yesterday, I mean, we asked him, point blank, how fast are you? And, and his answer was pretty funny, as was the response from us in the media corps. I ran 427 in my pro day. Wow. Yeah. 427? Yep. Yeah, you heard me there say, wow. And then you heard, heard someone else <laughs> repeat the number back to him, 427, just to make sure we had heard it properly. Now, a caveat here, a, a disclaimer. Pro day 40-yard dashes are not officially timed. Every scout that's there times it. And basically what we do in the media corps is we walk around and, and to the different scouts and say, what did you have? What did you have? I remember being at Corey Grant's 40-yard dash at his Auburn Pro Day a year ago, maybe two years ago. And I walked around because that was the fastest 40-yard dash I have ever seen live. I, and I'm thinking his was a sub 4.32. I talked to a couple of scouts. I had him at sub 4.2. So everyone's a little bit different. And then they kind of tell you your official time. And they kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and use air quotes because it's not an official time. Only your combine is an official time. But to have that, that a sub 4.340, and I don't care if it's official or not, you're fast when you can get to that level. So that's the kind of speed he's going to bring to this Falcons offense. And we'll see how quickly he gets to unleash it. All right, that's going to do it here for this Tuesday edition of Locked on Falcons. The Falcons have an off day today before they get onto the field Wednesday. I will be up in Flower Branch Wednesday covering that practice, and we'll let you guys know about it throughout the week. I'm still hoping to get Greg Allman on from Locked on Bucks to talk a little bit of Tampa Bay. And throughout the week, we will continue breaking down what your Falcons are doing and what the matchups are going to look like for that week one game. I'm excited that we finally get real regular season football it's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks for listening, guys. Please hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Knox Bardeen if you have any questions, comments, feedback, anything like that. And also go over to iTunes. Go over to Audioboom. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Download it. Listen. I, I appreciate you guys doing that. We're having a lot of fun, and we are growing. Not just Locked On Falcons, but the entire Locked On Network is growing like crazy. And that's because of you guys. So thank you for doing that. I will talk to you on Wednesday. Thanks, guys. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. By singing dog. 
Bye, goal. I pronounce you Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At MetroPCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to MetroPCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.